War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M-Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Downloading episode 145 of Channel Massive. Wow. That's 144 more episodes than I ever thought we'd record. <laughs> there was a long break after episode one, wasn't there? Yeah. It? Well, we had to regroup. We were spent. That's right. It was something else. I think else. it was like a two-month break, actually. Was it? Well, I think... Did it take like... How many months did it take us to do the first five episodes? I think it took like three or four months. Yeah. It was a grueling process, and we had to kill a lot of ho- co-hosts, but... For know. a second there, I thought you were going to say hookers. Wait, well, we kill a lot of it was about a Freudian... Some call them co-hosts, <laughs> others call them hookers. <laughs> they, you know, no matter what the name, they're very special to me, but expensive, <laughs> especially in this economy, so... Uh, anyway, welcome to our show. Yes. We are very happy that you downloaded our show. It's Mark and Noah in this yeah. episode. Jason is dead. Um, yes. You know, it's it's tragic. Just like the hookers. Um, yeah. <laughs> we threw him in the same pit. Yep, yep. He's, he, uh, he did not rub the lotion on its skin, and so he got the hose again, but we forgot there was no drain in the bottom of the well, and uh, he is deceased. So Now uh, we play this game. It's kind of like at the pool when you have little... Loady pads, you just yeah. hop over Jason's corpse. Yeah, it's getting side. it's getting fairly smelly here. But uh okay, he's not really dead. He's, he's not dead. He's just sick. Yeah. He's got he's got the he's Russian Ill. sea sailor sickness. Yes. Um which happens it, it's it, like scurvy. It it it's like scurvy, yeah. It's um if you use more big words this episode, I don't know if my oh, mind can handle it. <laughs> no, no. All out of those. Last episode was like the end of that. So now I'm... Percipient and potentates and, and purblind. Purblind was my favorite. Purblind is the best one. Yeah. That was by far the best. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing left. The, the uh... Well, that was just the peas. Surely you have other ones. Yeah. <laughs> they were all peas, weren't they? It was on purpose because you were being alliterative. I was being alliterative. I was being il- illustrative... And stuff. Demonstrative. And il- demonstra- I'm always demonstrative. Pejorative. Fire bad. <laughs> well, anyway. So, so much for vocab hour. We're back. Yay. <laughs> the original minus Jason trio of power. Yeah. We were supposed to have Eric with us, but he didn't. He was a no show, as usual. <laughs> oh, no, wait. <laughs> That's not true. Actually. I screwed up and forgot to send him the show notes and forgot to tell him we were ready and all kinds of other stuff went Forgotten wrong. Forgotten child. But I do like to just pretend that he just dissed us, so. Um, 
You know. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys. Screw you, Eric. Oh, you're recording a show tonight. Wow. wow. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be as good as the other ones. What do you have to do to get on that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, we have a good show for you. There is a ton of stuff going on. The blogosphere has blown up in two different places. Um, unfortunately, yes. that did not was not enough to begin nuclear fusion and just end it all. So uh, there is yes. still a blogosphere. We must wait. If we had had three, yes, we had we had. Well, we'll get into it. But I think if something oh, terrible we'll would have had it. happened with Blizzard, perhaps then 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 we would have reached then. critical mass. Yes. And well, whatever happens, that's for fission. But whatever causes fusion, <laughs> we would have had that happen. <laughs> For those of uh, those Voltron. of you who are nuclear physicists who listen to the show, and I I know from the statistics, there's a few thousand of you. Um, <laughs> just feel free to, to <laughs> write in and <laughs> let me know what exactly it would take to to destroy the blogosphere, <laughs> so that we can put that into action. Because mankind deserves it, you know. <laughs> they, I know hell was the put here for a reason. Demand it. But we need to destroy yes. it. Yes. It needs to blow up. And reborn from it shall be a new age. A fiery phoenix shall arise. Silence. And in it, people will have good manners, good English, or whatever language they speak. And they'll keep it all to themselves. Yeah. So it'll basically be... Sharing will be concluded. Yeah. It'll be like Napster. It'll be yeah. awesome. Sharing, but with a reason. Yes. Mm. For a price. For, and for a fee. <laughs> we'll be telling you what we've been playing, and we have a mailbag of judgment. Mailbag of judgment shall be rendered. Yes. The channel massive hosts are shaken. Um, um, uh, an intercepted email from channel massive headquarters yes. has, been, has been snared in a web of intrigue. I can only hope it's as romantic as the email that she once wrote so oh. many months, so many years ago. Yeah. That was that was very romantic. It was so poetic. Yeah, that that could happen again. We could have that yeah, happen. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> stay tuned for that and more. Yeah, and uh, if you have any comments or feedback, send it into mail. M a i l at channelmassive dot com. <clears throat> like us on Facebook. Facebook dot com. Search for Channel Massive. We are out there, and we also have a very dynamic and exciting, seductive even Twitter feed. Twitter. Twitter dot com slash Channel Massive. Yeah, very seductive voice. Yes. And then... Um, come to my Twitter. Come to Twitter. Come to the Twitter. Follow the sound of the tweets. Tweet. Tweet. Breathy tweets. <laughs> tweet. <laughs> and uh, also, you can you can like us on Facebook, but you can love us on iTunes. I'll leave a five-star That's review, right. but say anything you feel like, <laughs> and we yeah. will listen. Yeah, that's where you can really have... You can really let it all out. Yeah. You've been holding these feelings in for too long. Let it out. And an explosion of five stars. Show, show, let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. I'm talking to you. Come on. Show.
question. So, Mark, what have you been playing? Fuck. <laughs> I didn't expect that. You've done it to me enough times recently. So. I know. But when Jason's not here, it's just not as easy to do to you. Um, <laughs> Why does Jason facilitate it for well, you? Well, he's time? always doing his distraction stuff, and then I kind of sneak in with the... J- uh, no, what have you been playing? But, his um, tai Chi poses. His tai- well, his... his Various poses for crotch rubbing. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so. I just a visual of him must. rubbing up against the corner <laughs> of the table. Like and over now, and over again. <laughs> I don't want to touch the table when I have to Squatting down with his legs in a crab core position. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rough <laughs> image. Get it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> While making sweet. No, anyway. Um, I was doing all that to buy me time. So, I only played... Uh, the audience will be relieved to hear I've only played one League of Legends game. Oh. Fortunately, I have plenty of time to talk about that 15-minute game. I think I could probably do it justice with an hour and a half, maybe two hours of dialogue. We will Because be- the people demand it. We will begin with the loading screen. When are we going to get into our whole special Facebook uh, game section? Oh, yeah, we need to do that. You know, that may well have been a lie. A blatant, bold-faced lie. We may never play Facebook games. But I've started up so many games. Yeah. Maybe we only lied to you. Maybe that's why Eric's not here tonight. Ah, could be. It is true. It is a conspiracy of global... Wait, it's so confusing. Sorry. What have you been playing? Uh, Oh, yes. Back to that. So... Loading screen of League of Legends. Yes. It was exciting. (laughs) I remember it always. It occurred on October the 13th. I remember it always. I was wearing my... I was wearing my jeans. No, anyway. You're nighty. <laughs> I, was, I had a pipe of tobacco. I was drinking the finest of scotch. My <laughs> mastiffs were laying at my sides on the ground. The fire was crackling. The, yes, the fire was crackling. I, I had just re- relived some of my epic exploration when I served with the RAF back before the <laughs> Second World War. Um, a- anyway, so... Uh, you really could talk about it for an hour and a half. Yeah, I could, believe me. But um, actually, I only played one game. I tried that new hero out, the the tactician guy. Totally did not work for me. Uh, in In horror, I did my best to not suck for the team and basically played keep away from the other heroes until <laughs> I had enough items to actually do something. And Hover around the tower. <laughs> yeah, it was like, just don't kill me. So I didn't die, but I didn't contribute much. But we won anyway, and it felt pretty good. Uh, the rest of my gameplay has been solely uh, dedicated to um, Dragon Age, which is just really doing it for me. I'm really just digging that game. I've got, like... Everyone that's played it's going to laugh at me, but I have, like, 36 hours into it, and it says I've only... I've only, like, seen 15% of the world. Oh, my goodness. So, I'm lame. But I'm enjoying myself. I'm going really slow, reading everything, smelling the roses, all that stuff. You know Um, you can get a big bonus if you purchase the Ultimate Edition of Dragon Age 2. You can get $20 worth of downloadable content for free at no additional price. Oh, really? So... Is that a pre-sale available now, or...? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they just announced it in a press release this morning. Electronic Arts did. Oh, That's thanks for that. Yeah, I might yeah. have to... Might have Which, to as we that. know, with the first Dragon Age, the downloadable content can really... Yeah. A lot. It is great. I'm enjoying the downloadable content, the... 
the whole thing with shales is evolving as nicely as cool. Um, just great. It's, you know, I just love all those old Bioware games of the past. And I had, I had even looked up, like, I was like getting all nostalgic. I was like, when did I first start really getting into this kind of RPG? And, you know, it was back on the Commodore 64 with like the gold box games from, um, TSR or whatever, or SSI or whoever, Boy, I should really know my facts before I talk about stuff. But any, anyway, I really loved that stuff. And I was getting nostalgic, but I was like, but you know what? This game is great. I mean, it like totally reminds me of all the stuff I've done before, but like all the new stuff is great. It's really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'm just totally immersed in it and having a blast. Well, unlike Jason, you don't mind going back to nostalgia no. and RPGs. I love it. And then um, I went to Good Old Games and I bought the entire Might of Magic collection, which is uh, something I just really... I, I played, like, Might of Magic 3 on my um, Amiga. You're spending money there after their stunt? Yep, even after the cheap publicity. The cheap publicity stunt reminded me that they existed, so it worked. So <laughs> I spent $6.99 or $10.99 on the entire yeah. Might, Might, Might Magic collection. Started to play Might and Magic 3 and was like, wow, I am so over this. So, you know, at least I have it, but I'll never play it. So that's great. That's pretty much been it. Oh wow! Yeah, just as my eyes started to glaze. Yeah, over. just as his, <laughs> he was on the ground and his eyes had totally like rolled back into his head. I was pretty sure the beginning of the zombie apocalypse had begun, but wouldn't it be the first time that someone was laying on the ground while someone else was talking? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Stunt I frequently do. <laughs> so I have finished Professor Layton and the Unwound Future, and it was a terrific game. And I'm telling you because you want to hear about DS games. That's why you're you here. You may not consciously want to hear about them, <laughs> but on sub, some subliminal level, somewhere between the id, the ego, and the super ego, there's the there's a part of you that yeah. secretly wants to know about DS games. Yeah. And if you want to know more, you can go to nintendojo.com. That's right. Which is basically Noah's tribute to Nintendo with a few other folks that are just... <laughs> along for the ride on the coattails so to speak swinging around sparklers yeah, and dynamic distracting ribbons you, and... <laughs> trying to entice more listeners or viewers readers doing gymnastic routines yeah <laughs> pyramids or, or as i like to call them cats being herded but in any case you can go there if you want to thank you very much Mark. oh you're that welcome was kind of you no normally you know jason totally goes off the kilter with the whole like tribute to it but i thought i'd Say it in a more subjective manner. Well, and it's also a nice way to try to get me to stop talking about DS. So, we're moving on to the next game? Oh! <laughs> if only. <laughs> Darn it. Actually, no, I don't have anything else to say about DS. The, I'm kind of in this... I, I've got all this other stuff going on. Freelance projects and... He is a male model. The, so. <laughs> If you need one. I do it on the side. You can write to M-A-L-E at channelmassive.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) It's like you just don't know what to say after you hear something like that. I've played some... Well, he is kind of asymmetric, so you have to have a a kind of a discerning taste in models. <laughs> if you don't mind that, like one eye is way bigger than the other, it's totally cool. 
So I've been playing League of Legends, and as I think I said last week, I was determined to have an off week because I knew I was going to try a lot of different heroes and probably not win. But it turns out even when I play my favorite heroes, I'm getting matched up with people. It's like I've crossed this boundary in the matchmaking where I'm no longer dominating the other team because everybody's actually pretty skillful. So you've, you've hit the matchmaking plateau. Yes. Now you're just pounding through it, right? Like, Yeah, it's it's a bit... Yeah, my, my days of... 10 win streaks are behind me, unfortunately. Yeah. But the, th- the problem is, is the teams that I'm getting matched with, the people are definitely capable, but they all won't stay focused. On, they won't stick with whatever they... When you play a traditional game of League of Legends, you commit to one lane right. at the start of the game. And these none of these people are doing that. They're, like, bouncing around, and they're going all over the map, and so we're disorganized. They're all mavericky? Yeah, and nobody, it's not like they're jungling or anything. They're just like, oh, I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to do this, because they have played so many games where they did that, and that was successful because the other teams sucked. Or because well, everyone on the team but them stayed in a lane. Yeah, and <laughs> carried the game. Yeah, the carries yeah. were carrying, but... And so the problem is, is like... I, I, it's cool that I matched up with people who are good players, but we aren't we aren't working as a team, and nobody wants to lead the team. And I don't think anybody would even really want to follow the orders. And so, in one of our more embarrassing losses that I've had, and I talk about these people as if it's an army or something, but we both had somebody drop off, so that made it four v four. And then the other team had another person drop off, so it was four v three. Oh and no! They kicked our asses. Oh, that's a three-person team. That's painful. Which is pretty embarrassing because usually if something like that happens, you're pretty much guaranteed to win the game because the odds are just not in your favor. Oh yeah. And that is one of the key weaknesses of League of Legends, which will actually that foreshadows something we're going to talk about later. It does. It does foreshadow. But otherwise, there's all these games that I want to play. I, I want to go back and play all these games that I haven't touched, like Mark's been doing with Dragon Age. I want to play Batman Arkham Asylum. Shoot, I want to play X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, I want to play those two, too. Yeah, I I have Bayonetta. Force Unleashed. I just got um, Battlefield Bad Company, too, because I finally... My parents made me play tech support for the last time. I'm like, all right, you made me reconnect all of your dang wireless internet, and I had to reprogram the router and redo everything and redo the firmware for like the third time in a row in the last year. And I told my mom, I'm like, next time you make me do this, you're buying me a video game. And she's like, what do you want? We'll just get one now. And so I'm like, cool. So Battlefield Bad Company 2 was on uh, sale for like 30, 20 bucks off. Noah like is a certified Cisco network engineer. No, I'm not. He is now. Well, yeah, apparently <laughs> well, I've been paid not for certified, it, so it's, it's a final. <laughs> by, uh, yeah, by trial of fire, I would say. Yeah, if- it's so frustrating. I, I don't know how they keep screwing that up. Oh, they man. keep screwing up their internet stuff. I don't know. I don't know how many listeners have this happen. I'm sure this happens to you, Mark. But it's like you get a job in IT or something, and then you become the de facto tech support for all problems yes. that happens with your friends and your family. It's just like even people that you're not really good friends with are like, "Hey, man, um, you, what are you doing for lunch?" And then they want to pick your brain and like see if you can look at their computer or their. Oh computer. yeah, it's just like. Like, this isn't the lunch I'd hoped for. Yeah. But you know how you get out of that is you just start talking either about how being a Jehovah's Witness has changed your life, <laughs> or or alternatively, you can talk about how Amway has changed your life. <laughs> Even better. If that doesn't scare them, then you start, well, I won't get into it, but it involves- Well, I guess another, this might actually bring true also for you, Mark, having, if you're the person that owns the truck- you're the person that everybody comes to when they need something moved. Move my hey, art. Hey, could you this? I'll get you a burrito or something. <laughs> Did yeah. you hear what I said? 
I have asked you that once. <laughs> you, it was no problem. <laughs> Except that's way too much art for one person. But, um, yeah, I live in a beautiful world. I can't help it. it. The truck guy even works at work. I was like, I was innocently trying to go from the front door to my office when I was intercepted by the HR guy who says, we really need to go get a ping pong table today. And I was like... And you're like, you're telling me this... Why would you say that? To make me happy? We have a truck, right? And I'm like, well, couldn't you just tow it behind your car? (laughs) Drag it on the A little bungee cord wrapped around the bumper? I don't know. Yeah. Just put it on a pallet and just yeah, drag it. Yeah, when you have a truck, you're always a moving assistant. Yeah. But it's not it's not good enough to just drive the truck. You have to also be a mover. So. Yeah, you have to load it. Yeah, you load it. Because it is your truck, and yeah. we don't want to damage it, so could you pick that up and put that in there, too? Nor can you supervise the loading and unloading. No, you have to be a participant. So. <laughs> Damn it all. Welcome to our mailbag. We call it the fun hour. Yes, we're very excited to get excited with you. We are excited about being excited. First up, we wanted to talk about our giveaway, the Because We Love You Long Time giveaway. Long time love, now, Taylor. when you're hearing this episode, in the, the giveaway either is over or it might still be going on for a few hours more. Yeah, you may be screwed. But basically, you have until the end of the day, uh, I think of Tuesday, October 18th. Is that, or is that Monday? That's what, um. That's Monday. So Monday, October 18th, you have until the end of the day to submit all four passwords that we've announced in our four preceding episodes. Yep. So 141 for password one, 142 for password two, 143 for password three, 144 for password four. See how we did that? It was so planned. You guys see how we did that? Yeah, I mean, we are. Just- I'm just saying. it's not, Nothing is coincidence. Any other podcast, it would have been 139 for password 1, 137 <laughs> per, for password 2. <laughs> we did it sequentially. The last number aligns perfectly. Yeah. It should be simple. And so if you've entered... We also used one-syllable words when possible. When possible. We? Yeah, I don't, think we, I don't think it was ever possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing them off, man. <laughs> So what was up for grabs, if this is after the fact, was you could either get a full brand new sealed retail copy of Fallout New Vegas or a Fable 3 on either 360 or PS3 or PS- PC, depending on whatever it's available on. You not can the get, DS, though. Not the DS. Sorry, DS fans. Not coming out on that system. <laughs> whatever, whichever, whichever game, whichever platform. The way that we det- we're going to determine who gets it is out of all the people who have submitted the passwords, we're going to do a random drawing, and then that person we're going to reach out to, find out what they want, confirm that they still want it, and then we'll tell everybody who got the game and what they chose. 
what's cool about this giveaway is that you have you can enter the password twice, and so technically you could have eight entries, four passwords, two entries each. Because your in, your points of entry are Facebook and Twitter. That's right. Because we're all about the social networking. <laughs> yeah, we're socially we're harnessing the future for this giveaway. Yes. It's kind of because we think Facebook games are ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that aside. So you have to like us on Facebook and direct message the password, or you have to follow us on Twitter and then direct message the passwords there. Or you can love us on iTunes and leave a five-star review, but you don't really get into anything. Yeah, you don't. You just, just feel good. Our love. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I don't know if this is before or after that, but if it's not before the end of the day, Monday the 18th, you still have time. You can submit all four passwords. Go for it. Because we don't do this very often. Last time we did I think it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Or at least a year ago. It was back in the great blizzard of 2009. Yeah, we gave a free copy of, it was either, I think, Age of Conan or Lich King or something. Suckers. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yep. So thank you very much for everybody who's entered. And look for, we'll tell you who the winner is the episode after this one. We don't have it right now because the the, the giveaway is still going on. Yeah. Now that I have totally beaten that into the ground, let's get into your recent, recent, recent emails. Yes. And first up, we have a sincere and great email from Ryan and Sarah, current devoted listeners, which Mark's going to paraphrase for us. All right. I am not known for my paraphrasing ability. <laughs> Neither so of us are. <laughs> this may well go off the rails a bit. As my contest thing went. Basically, the way I read it is they're concerned listeners about some of the format changes that we've made, you know, recently, last six months. Um, they have been listening for over two years. So, wow, we appreciate that very much. That's Sincerely huge. from our hearts. It's hardcore. Um, to, to have listeners that have been around that long, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Most people stop after one, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's people like 110 have... or 112 podcasts or something like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you so much for, you know, writing in and, and we appreciate it. Um, but they're a little bit worried about our direction and, and the content and, and basically, you know, we started this. We started this podcast solely as a MMO podcast. You know, yeah. PC gaming, MMOs. Um, we were very serious about it. Um, we and all seriousness was lost. And that you know that only lasted like six podcasts. We actually weren't. We actually didn't use curse words at first. We that's true. We, we censored were, ourselves. We were trying to yeah, and um, that didn't last long either. Yeah, because well. You know, there's just like a natural flow that you start to fall into, and profanity is a big part of how I talk. <laughs> so, uh, and I, th- I think Noah and Jason feel the same way. <laughs> Especially Jason. It's very limiting to my vocabulary. <laughs> I only have like seven good words, and, if, and, and three of them are one of them. <laughs> expletives. So, um, you know. But, um, but yeah, you know, all kidding aside, they're a little bit worried about our format. And, and what's happened is, you know, Kind of organically, um, a couple of things have happened. We we started the podcast in what I would call like the golden age or, I mean, you could argue maybe the silver age of MMOs. There were a ton of MMOs out that were AAA quality MMOs from mm-hmm. real, you know, game companies that 
were in it to win it. You know, you had yeah. stuff, you know, Warhammer, Warhammer. <laughs> wow. Great example. <laughs> World of Warcraft was, you know, alive and kicking, um, uh, SOEs, EverQuest titles were actually relevant at the time. <laughs> um, City you know, of Heroes. Eve Online was around. City of Heroes was doing great. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it just, the list, you know, uh, Dark Age of Camelot was still decent. Ultima Online was, had not yet become like a place where people go to die. Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was a thriving genre. And the other thing was because of the huge success of World of Warcraft, which went well beyond anybody's expectations, all, pretty much every, every serious game publisher was like, I need that. I need in on that. I need, you know, at the time, what was it? 7 million, 5 million, 7 million subscribers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do the math. That's like enough money for, for, for a small nation's economy, basically. Yeah. That's, that's what that's we true. need to do. You saw, you know, everybody was jumping in on, on that bandwagon. So not only did we have a lot to talk about regarding a lot of really good contemporary popular um, AAA title MMOs, but there was all this stuff out on the horizon that was incredibly exciting that was coming. You know, everything was based on the subscription model at the time. Um, you know, microtransactions hadn't really even emerged. Uh, you know, the whole free-to-play concept for an MMO was like only if it's some crappy Asian game that, like, you know, nobody Silk wants Road. To play. Or, yeah. Not to say that Silk Road's a crappy Asian game that nobody wants to play, but compared to to the typical you know audience that we were catering to, it was kind of like a f- total fringe thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so that that's kind of when we started it, and our intentions were to cover that as best we could because we had a lot to talk about. We were all playing them, you know. Um, Noah, myself, Jason, Jim, we played City of Heroes. We played Age of Conan. We um, Noah and I and Jason played World of Warcraft. Even Jim played for a while. We um, you know, we had all tried Eve out. We we were, you know, pretty much all over. All, I, I was, you know, playing EverQuest 2 on and off. We were all over it. Well, then what happened in, to, to my perception was the the genre kind of started to take a turn. You know, um, Lord of the Rings Online came out, which was initially good, but then kind of just, you know, went downhill. Um Except to some people who still swear it's the best thing ever. They're but just there I to really be in the don't world. like Pie Quest with Hungry Hobbits. Um, you know, <laughs> you're gonna get in trouble for that. In general, the genre um, in the last, I'd say, a year, but specifically like six months, eight months to a year, there hasn't been a lot to talk about that's been exciting to me personally as far as MMOs go. Especially when you're talking about AAA titles, everything is is on. You know, it's coming. You know, we're waiting for Cataclysm. We're waiting for Tor. We're we're waiting for um, DC Universe. We're the agency. Like they just keep holding that out in front of us, like a steak for a bulldog or something, and then taking it away. You know, it's like there's all these things that we're we're just waiting for them to happen. We're waiting for the next evolution. Um, meanwhile, Cryptic has has come out with. Um, Champions Online and Star Trek Online, both of which to me were pretty big letdowns. Um, Age of Conan, you know, ended up being kind of a one-trick 
Pony, I guess. You know, there's just a lot of disappointment. A lot of the other games have gone free to play. And yeah, and then everybody's going free to play, which is cool. You know, like Guild Wars always was kind of it was its own model, but there's all these like free to play games that are coming out. There's a lot of stuff coming being ported from Asia to, you know, fit a English speaking audience um that's coming over with a different model free free to play microtransactions. But I wouldn't consider the bulk of them to be AAA titles. And then, of course, there's the whole just soul-sucking event that was Warhammer, where three of us were so stoked for that game, you know? That was going to be so cool. And I have resisted it for so long. And then, yeah, Noah resisted, resisted, resisted. Especially after because of, of their marketing efforts. Well, yeah. Mark Jacobs or... or uh, Paul Barnett. Paul Barnett, you know, he was just like, ah! Oh! And we got him to actually play it and Noah and I played it more than Jason did I believe we yeah. we played it we had a standing night to play it and then we'd sneak in and play even more uh, yeah and, that was the first MMO I did that with yeah we were we were playing it quite a bit and then you know that just imploded on itself and um you know we had several AAA titles like Auto Assault um Tabula Rasa uh what's the latest one that just oh, Hellgate London which some people still don't believe is an MMO but all these things like imploded and died under their own weight. And, and basically, during all this, uh, our podcast just kind of organically transitioned to covering more than just MMOs. We are all, all the hosts of Channel Massive are interested certainly in more than just MMOs. We, we, have, we all have at least two different kinds of consoles that are current. Um, we all um, have re- are big in retro gaming, you know, um, be it emulators or downloadable stuff or, you know, older platforms. N- Noah actually has all the older platforms. You just have to <laughs> dig deeper into his cupboards to get to them. But you can eventually go back to, like, the original Pong, uh, like, from 1969 or whatever. But um, we, um, you know, we're all interested in that stuff. We're interested in PC games of different genres. And there, the truth of it is there have been some really awesome games that have come out that are not MMO not of the MMO genre. They've that, been more exciting. That have been more exciting, on. more compelling, and top-notch. I mean, there's been just phenomenons that have come out, um, you know, in, in the last two years that are just, uh, you know, World of Warcraft was a phenomenon. Yes. It was amazing. It's still amazing to me uh, as far as an MMO, but in other genres there have been just equally or, you know, maybe more relevant, more important phenomenons that have come out mm-hmm. that... Um, you, you just couldn't ignore. So organically, we've started to talk about that stuff. You know, we believe that um, it's interesting to us. We believe it's probably interesting to our listeners. We hope. You know, we hope. In fact, Noah and I were talking about it, and we were we were saying, wouldn't it be cool if we could say, hey, where do you guys, what do you, what do you the listeners, the current listeners of the podcast believe are, uh, you know, where should our direction be? Do you guys want us to go back to a strict MMO only format where we'll probably slit our wrists and, and maybe do other things? <laughs> well, to you ourself? can't say it that way. <laughs> oh, okay. Let, <laughs> let me restart. Actually, why don't you say it, Noah? You, you... Uh, okay. Yeah. So if you always had us as hosts, no matter what the topics we were talking about, what topics would you like us to talk about? Would you like it to be just MMOs? Would you like it to be MMOs and PC games? Or would you like it to be MMOs, PC games, and console games? And and don't forget the weird news. Like, and the weird news, yeah, which, which is definitely outside of all those things. I, I like to, you know, just cover crazy lawsuits and 
you know, things like that 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 happen at the fringes of the gaming, you know. Yeah. And there's no doubt that we all like doing blogosteria and we want to do those more often regardless oh, yeah. of the topic and stuff like that. But really, uh, what our wonderful listeners that wrote in are talking about is it sounds like they miss more than anything talking about MMOs. And that's something that another listener brought up about liking Eric so much is because Eric's very active in current MMOs yep. more so than we are yeah. at the time. And, you know, I'd, I'd really like to know if, if our, uh, if our listener base has remained stalwart MMO fans, MMOs above all else, or have they evolved as our listener base evolved to include gaming fans of all types, or have you always been gamers of all types and you don't mind that we've, broaden our content focus what would you like to hear we'd like to know uh yeah we really honestly i mean from the bottom of our hearts we want to deliver something that people enjoy and like and yeah we don't want you to feel like you need to slit your wrists (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly so let us know mail at channelmassive.com yeah because my first reaction to this email was I would like to do it if there was something that I was really passionate about, but I'm not sure that I would make as good of a show if we couldn't find a way to do it that would make me feel really enamored and excited about it. Because a lot of the news that I see lately, it's the same things. Games going out of business, games being delayed, games going free to play. Or it's just like patch updates, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Well, every every time we prepare for a show, you know, we usually start out the week on Monday preparing. Yeah. I always start with MMOs. Yeah, it's always our priority. And there's a reason why the content is what it is. It's like not interesting, not compelling, totally like I could rehash this again, but we've we've done this like for topic at least 12 times. episodes, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that that's kind of why we are where we are right now. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, if Let you're like, know. dude, I am a hardcore MMO fan. I want to hear more and more and more and more about all MMOs. Let us know. That's, we and can't if, guarantee what's going to happen. But we are listening. But we want to know. And if you, you want it to be from us, then let us know. Yeah. If you, if you, if you get really good MMO stuff from somewhere else, but you still like what we do, that's cool too. We just... We just want to know. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, Mark? I was thinking that, like, if Age of Conan and Warhammer went free to play. Oh, that would change. Or City of Heroes, I would totally be playing them again. There's no question about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just the barrier is is too high. And I I just have too many issues for me to want to restart that whole billing cycle. Yeah. I heard some rumor that Warhammer was going to be shut down today, which I have not confirmed. Now, that I I do not want. I have nothing to confirm it. It's a pure rumor. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that would be terrible if if yeah. they would make it a free to play game. I'd be all over. I it. still really want. There's stuff I haven't done in that game yeah. that I want to do. I just can't stand doing it the way it is now, broken yeah. beyond all repair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I am kind of really connected with my disciple of Kane character, and I really want to finish that so, character yeah. I, I want to play more scenarios more than anything that's what i mean i, I mean I, I through through destroying other people yes i just want to get to level whatever. which is why we like league of legends and it's like i i think some people kind of begrudge us about that and it'd be different if we were talking about like halo or call of duty yeah or something else which are really removed from mmos i don't feel like league of legends is hugely removed 
I don't. I think it's a kindred spirit. It's like yeah, it's a, not a true MMO. It's kind of like means, a, but... a micro experience. It like yeah. encapsulates the whole thing and get, presents it to you in a thirty to forty-five yeah. minute, yeah. you know, digestible piece of time. And but. I'm sorry, I, I feel kind of guilty about it, but I am really addicted to that game for better or worse. Oh, me too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be playing it for a while longer. Probably. <laughs> we just probably won't talk about it quite as much. Yeah, we'll try, but yeah. that may all change as it turns out because we intercepted an email. Oh, we did. Yeah. Um, Which really fits here in the mailbag section, our super long mailbag section. I, I should probably, yeah, read this. Um, this was an intercepted email. Our fucking security people are constantly spying on our mail, and this time they've pulled out a whopper. Um, intercepted email from Channel Massive Headquarters to fickle mistress at riot.com. I, well, I'll, I'll read it. We'll, we'll find out more. Uh, yes, I want to hear more about this intercept. I always love spying. So. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's intrigue. Dear Riot, how do I begin? Dearest, we've shared some good times, even some great ones. How can I forget the time you lovingly released the Christmas Elf Tristana outfit? Or that time you buffed Tristana while simultaneously nerfing that damn Shaco? Your love touched me then, and I'll never forget the tenderness you showed when you realized that Poppy really needed that goth skin. How can I ever let go of the good times we've shared together? You and your cute little Q optimization plans, and me with my relentless drive to get back to level 30 after the beta ended. But baby, we had our rough times together too. Like when you nerfed Tristana, and that other time when you nerfed Poppy, and then you betrayed our trust. A trust built on me constantly paying you lots and lots of my hard-earned money. By introducing that crap character Zinn, what the fuck was up with that, beloved? I mean, seriously, that champion was the easy button for whoever grabbed him first in a match. Can you say auto-targeted skill shot? What the hell? What a paradox. And what was with the introduction of Gragas? Was that your subtle attempt to tell me that I'm fat? Was it? I think so. Well, I'm over you, you little hussy. I'm moving on to DOTA 2, where I'll be basically playing DOTA from 10 years ago but with better graphics, sound, network play, and the addition of VoIP and a magic pixie dust that flies out of my bottom randomly. I'll miss your innovations, like the summoner spells concept, the ruins, ability trees, brush concealment, no denials, automated matchmaking, true client-server design, and of course your track record of constant updates, new champions, and consistent improvements to gameplay. Still, the allure of this strange new game that will someday be available is more than enough to tempt me away from your warm embrace. Goodbye, my fickle mistress. Summoner Bane. P.S. I'll come back to you if you nerf Jax, Teemo, and Shaco, perma kills in, buff Tristana, and finally release the lollipoppy skin to me and only me. Oh, you know, that's my email. Yeah, I think so. It does sound awfully familiar. <laughs> Damn. Well, now you know. It's a bit of foreshadowing for something we'll be talking about later in this episode. I can't believe you. Oh, I'd never leave them. <laughs> I'm afraid it's a it's a contract burned into my soul. <laughs> a contract of pure evil. I love that game. No matter what DOTA two does, I'll There'll always be room for more League of Legends. It'll always play second fiddle to, to League of Legends. <laughs> but we have a whole bunch to talk about. Oh as as yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And some MMO topics. What? And some crazy stuff from the blogosphere. About Farmville? Oh, yes. Farmville, <laughs> Vampire Wars, all that and more coming up in our next segment. 
Roundtable Topics. First up, wow, I, I'm i really surprised at the motivation, at the magic that blogs bring us. Oh, yeah. And an, the anonymity, the so-called anonymity of the internet. Now, so getting back to this whole, we were talking earlier about how you become the tech support person of all your friends. Oh, yeah. How feasible would it be to track down someone who's posted a blog that includes defaming content about your company or insider information about internal politics? How hard would it be to figure out who really wrote that? Well, it would depend. Um, there's like, so if you register a domain name and do one, um, you can protect your domain name now. So nobody could figure out who you were. It used to be in the old days, like you, it'd be obvious like who the administrative contact was or tech, but you can protect all that. Um, and a lot of uh, bloggers like this, where it's going to be purely anonymous, they just go to like uh, WordPress or uh, what's the other blog one? Um, uh, one of the, you know one of the popular, and so they don't really have their own domain name. It's just like whatever their blog's going to be called .wordpress.com or whatever. And when they do that, it's pretty hard. I I think I could be wrong, but well, that may be in favor of Mr. or Ms. E. A. Laus who has come out to talk about how electronic arts had something to do with the failure of Warhammer Online, but also Mythic, primarily Mythic, and its upper management had a lot more to do with it, and how the culture of Mythic changed upon the purchase of Mythic by EA, that the upper management of Mythic just got into ass-kissing mode, and damn the focus, damn the leadership, and that's why Warhammer Online spiraled out of control and out of quality. And in spite of how many times Paul Barnett told us that the game was totally ready to be released months and months in advance, and they were just doing the fo- final polishing, apparently, according to this employee, the game was never ready to be released on time. And yeah. it had a lot of problems when it came out, as evidenced by 1 million copies sold at lunch or at launch and only 300,000 subscribers a month later. And apparently that's just tailspun since then and is now stabilized, but it's a fraction of even what Dark Age of Camelot and Ultimate Ultima Online has, which are ancient games. Yeah, that's pretty telling right there. Um, but I also like what this guy did, uh, who is planning on being laid off. So this is his, I'm going to just call him his for the sake of simplicity, his last hurrah, his passive-aggressive retaliation against his evil employer's He's he's getting ready to be laid off in a few weeks, and so he's telling the truth. And in addition to telling, talking about how much Mythic sucks, he says that Star Wars: The Old Republic is going to be a big pile of crap and one of the biggest, most highest profile flops of all time. Yeah, pretty pretty brave words. I mean, considering what the old PR machine would have you believe, right? Yeah, it's a it's definitely a really um, powerful blog entry. Because he basically ends it with, um, so he's calling himself E.A. Louse, and he says, So I'm a louse, a big fat E.A. Louse. Want more questions answered? Ask to ask away. And then, so far, there's been 1,108 responses to his blog called Why Warhammer Failed. So it's not like the community isn't, like, digging this right. And yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I read through a lot of these comments today, um, and... There's a ton of them, and they cover. I mean, it, it. I mean, some of these comments could be like a blog in and of themselves. It's. I mean, there's a lot here, and there's other 
people um, from Mythic corroborating what he's saying, um, which is interesting. That's true. I'm not seeing a whole lot of people saying, oh, this is all made up. This is obviously a prank. At least as far as the Mythic stuff is concerned. Yeah. Um, Just quite a a bit of... (laughs) It's really crazy because it's become like this giant multi-threaded like <laughs> uh commentary pretty interesting and um in addition to that former community director Sanya um chimed in with what she could say because she's afraid of attack lawyers cuz right? she was laid off too I think right yeah and then as part of the layoff she was told that she couldn't talk about the circumstances of what it was like working there but she could say so she could she couldn't explicitly confirm or deny well she couldn't confirm anything that EA Lao said but she could say what didn't happen right and and so she she talks about it a bit kind of skating around the edges of some yeah, there's not a lot of substance to it frankly yeah one of the one of the more interesting things happened in the comments yeah that's what i really like too yeah, the comments are like, I mean, really, if you have a second, just go and look up e, eaalaus.wordpress.com and just start checking this out. It's it's fascinating, especially if you were at all invested in um, Dark Age of Camelot, if you're definitely if you were into Warhammer online. Um, if you're shocked by the whole Mark Jacobs situation, yeah, that's definitely addressed. It's like this guy's like, Mark Jacobs didn't quit. He was fired. And now that he's gone, he's the scapegoat for everything that went wrong. Meanwhile, the people who took up leadership in his place were the co-founders, took everything on a trip to hell, yeah. including Paul Barnett. Who we all love and respect. Yeah, and the paragraph of Paul Barnett was particularly entertaining. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, let me see if I can... Find it well, you're looking you. that up um, from her from her blog called "Eating Bees: The Mental Ramblings of Sonia Weathers." There's a um, she's like, "Yes, I saw the Laos blog. Thanks for the mini links. If mine is the only blog you read, the blog in question is here." And she talks about it, but definitely gets into how she's trying to not get in trouble with the attack. Get sued, yeah. And uh, you know, what are you gonna do? I guess if I was her, I'd be cautious too. But the funny thing was in the comments where totally unrelated, this dude asks her, why did you ban me from the dark age of Camelot forums? My oh. name is blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Still holding on to that ban, huh? <laughs> yeah. rain, rain from Percival. Yeah. From like how many years ago could that have possibly been? Oh yeah. And her response is great. She's like, dude, for fuck's sake. I've got nothing in my contract saying I can't talk about what happened to you. So I can tell you, it was exactly what I told you back when you banned you. Really, honestly, truly, oh, really, oh, you got caught in a CS radar trap, whatever that is. And yet I was so willing to believe you were innocent that I demanded and saw the screenshots and logs with my own eyes. I told you then, I told you at the Toronto fan gathering, I told you again at the after party, and I'm telling you now, build a bridge and get over it already. Wow. And it's it's really funny. It goes on and on, but then it gets really funny. And this is a total tangent, but it's hilarious. She's like, but hey, I'll give you some new information. The marketing girl and I both thought you were hot. 
Holding that opinion was especially disconcerting for me because after all the back and forth over your banning, I totally pictured you as a basement dwelling trog, <laughs> but hot where hot is due. So there you go. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's funny. And then, oh, and then she says, edit to the ad and the truth comes out. Rain did not post and he moved on further than his friends did. <laughs> so apparently it was like a bogus, like post oh. his whole thing. But she's already gone out and said, well, you were so hot. <laughs> so oh, maybe there will be a love connection. When community directors and band players unite, only flames will be generated from the sparks between them. <laughs> flames to... He likes a woman in authority, maybe. Burning. Yeah, he's like, tell me what to do, mistress. I am your lowly thrall. Would you please thrall. ban me again and ban again me. and say, again? Say ban me. <laughs> <laughs> so just to wrap up this yay last thing, unless Mark uh, finds other inspiration. Oh, I'm, I'm done from tan- tangents. I just wanted to include this paragraph from yay Louse's first post, because he's written a few about Paul Barnett. Oh, yeah. And he needed... Okay, so he talks about Eugene... He has a lot of anger about the lackluster marketing campaign that EA gave Warhammer. And he said that... He was rattling off all these names of people. So there was Jeff Hickman, who uh, was promoted from customer service, and then he was uh, put into another higher position. And then there was Eugene Evans, who did the marketing campaign. And then that guy, oh yeah, and he needed, Eugene Evans, he needed Paul Barnett. You know him as the crazy British dude that appears in random videos at EA to promote his latest bullshittery. We know him as the crazy British dude who we have oh, no idea of how he still has a job. This man was supposed to be the savior of Warhammer's vision and design. Now all he can do is promote his strange ideas about his little secret Project Web Ultima game that's been almost universally criticized by all of us and focus groups. What's that? You didn't know Paul loves one of those old Ultima games so much he's making a literal copy of it for Facebook? Well, the cat's out of the bag. Too bad it sucks ass. Wow. So he said that all these people, such as this person, suck as leaders. And then once Mark Jacobs was eliminated, they spun around, divvied up his salary for their own personal. Uh, oh God! Yeah. Uh, payments and uh, got better positions out of it, while the rest of the team gets laid off. Yeah, he. So that's why he's angry. Basically, turned him into the ring rates from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, they. It's it was. Metaphor. It was fairly. Fairly good as far as a total condemnation of a of a company's yeah. leadership. So if you really like shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta or whatever, or Jersey Shore, you'll really like these blog posts. <laughs> yeah, we'll there's a lot less finger wagging, but yeah, the tone is generally generally the same. It's about video games, so it's way more interesting. Yeah, def- definitely. <laughs> On to the next item.
So Noah, how many Final Fantasy games have you played? Jeez, um, I would say, yeah, probably at least twenty. Twenty? Did you see the movie in the theater? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So, do you ha- are you playing Final Fantasy fourteen? No, I am not. Did you play Final Fantasy eleven? No, I did not. I was really mad about Final Fantasy eleven. It's a grudge I hold to this day. <laughs> I don't I, believe that the MMOs should have numbered entries. They should be Final Fantasy Online and Final Fantasy Online 2. Yes. Because the core numbered Final Fantasies are about standalone worlds, standalone stories, not involving your friends. Classic RPG experience, right? Yes. I I bought uh, Final Fantasy 11 and it was horrible to me. That's and what I've heard, yeah. And we've read, we've, we've covered stories about the... Uh, you know, the boss mob thing that took 16 hours and such. Was still unbeatable. So the same folks that brought you that are bringing you Final Fantasy fourteen, um, And the reviews are coming in. Color me surprised. They are not favorable. Um, really negative. I, I don't know about you, Noah, but... Um, so I, I, I looked at the uh, a, a wonderful post summarizing the, the take uh, of this on slashdot.org which has a pretty good gaming section. Yeah. We 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 tend to glean a lot of good weird news items from slashdot, but um anyway, the Amazon user reviews, I read through some of those. Um typically they were one star or five stars. <laughs> uh but but by typically I mean like 99% one star, 1% five stars. So the five star people were clearly on crack. But the one-star folks would just basically talk about it as though it was the worst thing ever as far as an experience that they've been through. Yeah, actually, I can give you a summary. So if I go to Amazon right now, 50 reviews have been submitted so far from consumers about Final Fantasy fourteen, of which 29 reviews, so more than half, are one-star. 10 reviews are two-star Two reviews are three star, six reviews are four star, and only three are five star. So Amazon, what's cool about that is that people can thumbs up, thumbs down your reviews. And so the most helpful, favorable review is titled, really fun to play, versus the most helpful critical review. The title is, not sure if this technically qualifies as a game. That was my favorite one. <laughs> it's hilarious. That was so funny because you could just sense the confusion coming from the writer. Like, was this a simulator for how you could squander away a few million dollars in a bad MMO game? Yeah, and think about that. 39 reviews out of 50 are two stars or less. Yeah. And 29 are one star. There was a brief moment... There were, two, there were three moments where I was interested in the game. First one was when... They showed you a cutscene. Exactly. Yep. The intro. Yep. It was so beautifully rendered. It was like, wow. I remember going gaga over it with Eric and Tear when it was one of those podcasts. As you all held hands. <laughs> yes. Virtually. Virtually. <laughs> the next moment was when I read some of the initial preview text about it. And it's just like, wow, this whole proximity-based magic attack stuff and positioning yourself around to do combat sounds kind of cool, but it turns out that was actually staples of 11. No. (laughs) And then the third moment 
was when I saw the collector's edition. I'm like, that's a pretty sweet looking collector's edition. But none of that was enough to sway me no. to get this game. I don't even think you came away. close. No. You're just like, interesting, but... Pirates of the Burning Sea had a better chance in this game. <laughs> wow, that's pretty scary. Basically, from what I've I've managed to pull together from all the different sites that have reviewed it is um, the cutscenes are freaking awesome. And if you just were to take screenshots of some of the vistas you're exposed to, it's beautiful. Yeah. Everything else is a problem. Yeah. You know? It's just everything else is a problem. That's too bad. It's quite sad. You know, the the problem with Eleven was the horrible user interface, which so many people tried to sell me on as, well, you just need a PS2 controller to pull it off. You know what I did? I went and I actually bought a USB PS2-like controller, and wow. they were wrong. And I, I can show it to you and demonstrate that I committed to that. I tried everything to make that game playable because I really thought some of the classes sounded cool. I never have played a Final Fantasy game, so, like, the lore didn't have any allure to me. I just thought, wow, you know, there was kind of a glut of MMOs at the time. Asheron's Call 2 had died. Not a glut. There was a big gap, and I was bored with a lot of stuff. I thought this would be really fun, and I just could not make it past the UI. Yeah. You know what I think is disgusting? I'm sorry, that's too strong of a word. Uh, you know what I think is bad? You know what? Okay, bad's, bad's much less bad. It's, it's softer. Softer, yeah. <laughs> Sugarcoat it for us. Final Fantasy XI came out in Japan on May 16th, 2002. It came out in North America on March 23rd, 2004. And they still hadn't fixed it. They had eight years to come up with this sequel. And they botched it. The GameSpot review actually said it was a step backwards. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. A step backwards to the MMO genre. Wow. You can't get much worse than that, especially when there's so many examples of excellent MMOs, or at least MMOs with really great elements to them that you could pilfer from. Oh, yeah. Another good game... Oh, wait, that's not the right thing to say. Another MMO from Asia-based would be Vindictus, which is now an open beta. So... Go to the Nexon site. If you're interested in seeing something really cutting edge in an MMO format, go check it out. And it's free. Free. It's freaking cool. It's got the best combat I've ever played in an MMO. Yeah, it does. Uh, it reminds me in some ways of like Painkiller just for like environmental destruction. And Gauntlet. And Gauntlet. It's great. Um, You know, it has some issues that I, I don't dig, but... Um, just give it a shot. I mean, it's 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 free. It's only going to be a, it's only going to take your time, not your money. Um, and our beloved Eric has been putting together a series of videos that you can helps ease you into the game and let you know what it's like. Sure, you can find them on YouTube, but if you go to the Channel Massive website, they're all there for your consumption. So yeah, do that. so Eric's been doing a kick-ass job providing yeah. these introductory videos. So I highly recommend it. Check it out because that can sell you on it. Oh, yeah. That's the closest thing that can sell you on it short of actually installing the demo. He played it at E3, and he's still playing it. So that tells you yeah. something. And I played it, and I actually liked it, and I couldn't believe I was enjoying a free-to-play game. That wasn't I played it as much as I could there, so yeah, awesome game. But that's not... So that's the end of our intermission discussion topics. We have one last big one to get to. Can you guess what it is?
have a major exciting thing to announce that's already been announced and everybody already knows about it, but we'll do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, it looks like DOTA2 is for the reels coming out of Valve. Yeah, not DOTA. DOTA2. DOTA2. Capital D, lowercase OTA. With the legendary Ice Frog. Ice Frog. Leading the effort, leading the cause, leading the charge. Saber drawn. Uh, kind of interesting. So there's a huge announcement. Exclusive uh, to Game Informer. They've been getting some good exclusives lately. Yeah. The thing that most disturbs me is the first image they show on their exclusive is essentially the water elemental from Warcraft 3, which uh, they they have a, a few little... I don't know what you call them, character... Character portraits, yeah. Character portraits. Posters, like... He was known in DOTA as the Morphling, but it was still the water elemental model for Warcraft 3. Yeah, all the models were used from Warcraft 3. Yeah, I mean, I think they made some new ones up, but it's kind of like... I mean, so if I'm, like, Blizzard, and I'm looking at the Drow Ranger picture, which is uh, a night elf... Yes. I'm like going, <laughs> hold on a minute here. You guys trademarked DOTA. Totally fine. It was just a mod for Warcraft 3. Um, you now have these character portraits, which there's three of them, and two of them are clearly characters from Warcraft 3 that were used in the mod. So... yeah. There's there's one other one which is like this uh fire this chick with her hair on fire. Yeah, Lena. Lena, which that's the a really cool one. Like an original looking thing. Um some may know her in League of Legends as Annie, but that's okay. <laughs> um anyway, though it's a huge announcement they're going to come out with the a standalone game distributed by with Steam no doubt that will be a Defense of the Ancients-like game. They've basically taken everything from um, Defense of the Ancient All-Stars, which was originally created by Steve Binsu Freak, who is now employed with Riot. Um, they've taken everything out of that, and they have created their standalone game called DOTA2. The exact same gameplay, all exact same 100 champions, the exact same map, the exact same single one yeah. map to rule them all. One map to bind them. And presumably all the exact same items. And um, the heroes even look almost exactly the same. It's basically as close as Valve's, granted, highly talented artists can get to completely ripping off Warcraft's artists or Blizzard's artists without getting completely in uh, legal copyright territory problems. Yeah, as so happy as Blizzard is, I'm almost amazed that there hasn't been... You know, there's been contention between Riot, S2, and and Valve, but not the big boys over there yeah. at Blizzard. You know, the slumbering giant or dragon or whatever that, when roused, will just, you know, basically eviscerate all three of them for fun and then go back to sleep and, you know. <laughs> I can only wonder what Blizzard's artists, what their reaction was when they saw these character portraits, which are beautifully done. They are really... Nice, some of the nicest art design I've seen from Valve in terms of fantasy, and it's weird because we're so used to seeing sci-fi stuff from 
So I yeah, and, and war stuff from Valve because of Half Life and Counter Strike and stuff like that. But it's have they ever done anything fantasy like this? Um, I don't think they have. Yeah, it's been more of a sci-fi, real life kind of. But either way, these aren't original ideas. <laughs> Nothing's original about DOTA anymore. Um, you know, it's 10 years old plus, right? It's like... Uh, I just... I think th- there are some things that Blizzard is doing different. They're... Or Valve. I'm sorry, Valve is doing different. They're going to have built-in voice chat so you don't have to use Ventrilo. Which is cool. Unless you're a Ventrilo hosting company. Like UGT servers. The best Ventrilo hosting you can buy. That's right. <laughs> And they're also introducing a perk system that's actually built around coaching. Because one of the things that we've mentioned before when talking about League of Legends is that there is definitely a steep learning curve to get into that game. And the community can sometimes be rather harsh and unforgiving because one bad person on the team, one noob, so to speak... Can tank you. Yeah. Not in the good kind of tanking. Yeah. And so Valve promises that their matchmaking is going to be even more superior than anybody else's out there and that they will incentivize people who are really good to write guides and to even do kind of like a video chat coaching where you can have a coach watching you play and then he'll be telling you via the integrated voice chat what to do next. I'd be a great Clinks coach. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, that wasn't cheap enough. That was not cheap enough. You should have you should have like clearly done done the wind walk thing later and like totally ambushed him right when his health was at the lowest possible. <laughs> and be like, You weren't dickish enough with clinks. What the fuck? The you know? thing is is coaches will be evaluated as well by their proteges. Oh. That- so that will impact how much cred they get. And then this cred can be used as a currency to purchase additional skins and special items and basically visual yeah. that enhance your characters in the game. They and the also... other thing is oh. bots. Is that what you're going to talk about? Yeah. Good. There will be bots. <laughs> no, the innovative feature with air, massive air quotes is that if um, somebody leaves, which is always a bitch in these games, you know, five versus five and somebody takes off or more than somebody, it makes it pretty unbalanced because that... Typically, that character, before it can auto-teleport back to base or whatever, is just standing there on the battlefield and can be easily killed. Which gives the other team money and experience. Yeah. Um, And then once that happens, they just respawn in the base and they don't do anything, so then you're a man down. Well, the innovative feature they're proposing or, or whatever, talking about, is that should that occur, a bot will come in and replace them. It's all going to depend on the AI skill, yeah. right? Yeah, um, true. When when you and I were playing DOTA seriously with with All Stars or whatever, there was no bot that could present a challenge to us back then. Yeah, and you can't teamwork with a bot. That's another challenge. Yeah, you can't say, "All right, we're all going to go yeah. push mid." Or yeah, you can't do your beacon thing and expect the bot to do something helpful. Yeah, unless they made a like quantum leap over what the previous behavior was, which I seriously doubt because most of this is just taking all this old stuff, reskinning it with a team of artists and redoing the audio and doing voiceovers or whatever and putting it into a standalone engine 
I can't imagine that their AI is going to, you know, come out of the gate like totally, you know, kick ass and better than what we saw before. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I I doubt it. I guess the thing that sums up my reaction to this announcement is I'm really disappointed. I have had such a great time with some Valve games and Valve isn't looked at as much as Blizzard is as a copier. No, they're an innovator. Blizzard has taken things such as the concept of Warhammer or the concept of MMOs or Warhammer 40k and built a new game around the same construct that really kicks ass and is a lot of fun in its own right and it's it's very successful. And Noah's not confused. He's basically saying the truth, which is that World of Warcraft or Warcraft 3 or any of the Warcrafts were ripoffs of the original tabletop game. Highly optimized, highly polished, well thought out. Ripoffs. Yeah. And what Valve is doing here is there's there's, there's no change to the core gameplay going on. Same map. The game is exactly the same as Dota, the original Dota. It's just with redone visuals and audio so Valve doesn't get sued by Blizzard. Which is, I mean... I've already experienced it with characters with different names, different skins, and and different combinations of abilities, which was called Heroes of New Earth. And yeah. I did not like it as much as DOTA All-Stars or, you know, any of the DOTAs, like 605 or whatever. I It's really hard to, to go from League of Legends back to this, you know, basically... If you're if you're a MOBA player, a DOTA player, yeah. it's so this thing had better. I mean, a hundred heroes sounds really cool. That's a lot of heroes. I mean, or champions or whatever. You know, I mean, that's it's a lot to balance. It's a lot to balance, and not to mention the whole cost thing. This is a, if this is a retail game, how much is going to cost? Because its competition is free. Its right. original source that's being completely ripped off from is free. It's all free. Everything's free. It's all community-driven. So I I don't know. But our story doesn't end here. No. Well, there's one other thing I want to mention is the commenters have really been one or the other. Oh, it's totally, like, like, it's polarized. Polar opposites. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, anything that Valve releases is awesome. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Another half is like, I've already played Dota 2. It's League of Legends. Right. Because the people who originally made the original concept of Dota, the not real. the one who optimized it, uh, went on and formed Riot Games and made League of Legends. And you know what? League of Legends isn't a carbon copy. No. It has the whole concept of the summoner. It has the summoner abilities. It has the skill tree thing. It's got the runes. All these different things that like complicate it and, and add dimensions to it where no 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 bone clinks would be the same, basically. Like, you yeah. could have two different bone clinks, and they could be totally built differently. Whereas with with um, DOTA, there's only one really, one or two really good ways to build that character, right? There's not all these different factors. Am I going to go, you know, ability power? Am I going to go damage? Or, you know, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like attack speed. They changed it up a lot. They added a whole bunch of different things to it. And that was innovative. This is just a copy, a ripoff. And and maybe it's going to be a highly polished, beautiful ripoff, much as, you know, what World of Warcraft was to EverQuest. 
but I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I also kind of a transition to our next, our next topic, yeah. which is the subtopic of this is the ice frog thing. It's like, man, I was into DOTA way before I ever heard of ice frog. And when I finally did, he was just basically polishing DOTA into DOTA All-Stars, right? I mean, he was... Like, it had already been become DOTA All-Stars, but he was just the guy that took it over and was polishing it. And everybody started to talk about him like he was this authoritarian figure because of what he was doing with that. And I'm like, but the hard work's already been done. The 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 concept of it was already created... Which is essential. ...long time ago, back in StarCraft, which nobody ever wants to talk about. Um, the... Uh, you know the 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 taking advantage of the new options, the hero based options of Warcraft three to really, you know, allow you to get items for your heroes and to do all the the other stuff that had yeah. already been accomplished in DOTA. Um, you know, basically when he took over, all of the foundation had been done by Gin, Steve Ginsu, who is the League of Legends guy, and I'm not like trying to take sides, even though I'm. Definitely biased. <laughs> I'm just trying to present it as this guy just kind of came in and took over and he worked really hard. And you can't say he didn't. You can't say he didn't contribute anything. Yeah. It's just how did it, how is it that it's like if the Rolling Stones, like if Charlie, who looks like the drummer, who looks like he's going to die any day, Keith Richards, we know, is immortal and will only die after a <laughs> nuclear strike and after all the cockroaches are already dead. But Charlie, <laughs> the drummer, looks like he could go any day now. If he died and a new drummer took over who was like 26 years old and was like really energetic and started to throw down the double bass on all the Rolling Stones songs and they said, you know, this guy's like the new cornerstone of the Rolling Stones and they've really, they they had like, you know, two albums out of like all of their catalog, but they had the last two albums really took a new direction and you attributed their entire body of work now all of a sudden to this new drummer that's like how I see DOT All Stars with Ice Frog. I'm just like, this is just some guy that came in at the right time and capitalized on it. Yeah, and you some know? people will say like, well, Pendragon and Ginsu only built the foundation, and Ice Frog built the 40 floor skyscraper on top of it. And there was another comment I read that said uh, that the difference between 6.0 and 6.66 is it's just it's totally different games. It's like. Really? Are you serious? No, it's not. It's not totally different. It, yeah, I the think core it's... Game, what you're talking about, the core gameplay mechanics, he did not create those. He did not. He polished no. them really well. Yeah. Which is something that Valve and Bioware and Blizzard are all known for. Oh, yeah. So he's the perfect... He'd be a perfect Blizzard-like designer, right? As like, it turns oh, out, Apparently tried to find jobs lots of places. Yeah. Well, I guess let's, shall we dig into the yes. sordid tale that is... The inquirer aspect of this. The truth about Ice Frog behind the bullshit. It's another anonymous blog. Ah, uh, yes. Such balls these bloggers have. So, like I said, the blogosphere is on fire in two different places, but has not yet be- become a sun through nuclear It fusion. needs to converge. It does. It needs to just... It needs a central point to converge upon. Start burning that hydrogen. Listeners, that's your task for next week. Please. And all those thousands of phys- nuclear physicists who listen to the show, yes. please just explain it to us in common terms. But the truth about Ice Frog behind the bullshit is a really cool anonymous blog that you can find on Blogspot, which was the other blog 
engine I couldn't think of during the last segment. Um, this came out on Wednesday, October 13th. And basically, it's just a scathing uh, tell-all like from an outsider's point of view yeah. of Ice Frog. Just dissing him, basically saying that he interviewed with S2, S2 Games and Riot Games, which S2 is the force behind Heroes of New Earth, right? Yep. And Riot is, of course, the force the company that League of Legends comes from. So he, apparently, there's this huge gap in his resume. During that time, he must have worked for S2. Um, he tried to apply for League of Legends, but that didn't work down. out at all because uh, other folks were given jobs there, like Steve Ginzu, whatever it is, and Pendragon. Mm-hmm. And interestingly... Did you remember when we were at E3 and we were, we were, we were um, getting the whole dog and pony show about League of Legends from Riot and we were the only yeah. people there that actually had played it, that the um, login that the guy was using was Pendragon's login? That's true. Did you notice that? And I was like, yeah. you're not Pendragon. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like kind of funny. It was into their test server. I'm like, that must be a very secure account that you have there. <laughs> but anyway, this... um. This blog entry just goes through. Apparently, Ice Frog's name is Abdul Ismail. Call him Ismail. Uh, Ishmael. Um, anyway, it just talks about all these different ways that you can go and track him down and find the gap in his resume. Yeah, because he's never been named. Right. He's always been only Ice Frog, which is Until now. exciting. Um, just knowing that he has a name that smells of uh, something Muslim probably has... He'll probably be on Fox News as a as a you know threat to our national security. But um, anyway, there's just a whole bunch of stuff about about this, and and some pretty good like comparisons about what if what if he was just a guy that was really popular uh, a really popular employee among the fast food crowd, and it compares. You know he's he's working for he's working for Wendy's, but he tried to work at Burger King, he tried to work at McDonald's, and he tried to work at, you know, it's like yeah, you know, well, it's kind of what he does, right? He kind of he comes in after. There's not a lot of DOTA clones that are you know being yeah. So you would kind of one would kind of expect him to go to S2 and Riot, who both had announced what they were trying to do well in advance, whereas Valve kind of kept it under the the vest or. Close to the vest, as they say. Um, anyway, for this blog, there are like 269 comments, half of which think it's total bullshit. The interesting thing is 98% of them are all anonymous. So it's a, written by anonymous, commented on by anonymous. <laughs> Bold words for folks who won't yeah. say anything. I want to say that I am following this blog, but not anonymously. <laughs> so, there's ever any kind of inquisition, they will track it back to me and I will be destroyed. What I think is really interesting about this blog post is that it's basically a personality analysis of Mr. Icefrog and saying that, in a nutshell, he's a total asshole. Mm. He's a control freak. He has no social skills. He apparently lied to Valve when he applied to them, and that's why he got his job, and that not even the development team or the people Valve knew about his conflict of interest that he'd been going around apparently quote unquote stealing ideas from his competitors and then bring him in, bring them in over to valve. And then it gets worse in that he's a total control freak 
And the reason the game is being copied over wholeheartedly from visuals and audio down to gameplay is Ice Frog absolutely has mandated this and refuses any other modifications to be done. And it's kind of implied that Ice Frog's basically a hack and he doesn't know how to make any type of games anyways. And if it were to change, he wouldn't be capable of defining what that new vision would be. And He's so, not a visionary. He's more of a, yeah. I can build on this. I can create new characters and balance them. Yeah. But not, uh, I can devise a game that involves three corridors constantly pushing backward and forward with five heroes who are spread unevenly across that. That was not his work. No. And much of this blogger's horror, apparently Valve is just dutifully going along with whatever this guy's commands are and only adding on features that they can that are around the periphery, such as this whole points for coaching type stuff. And I'm way too close to this. So I didn't mention that the blog is written by someone purporting to be a Valve employee. That's right. Working alongside with this guy. Yeah, well, I, working on some kind of parallel team, not yeah. working directly with him. But he yeah, he's not working. This. Yeah, he's working. Yeah, exact parallels. This isn't a guy who's about to get laid off either, or a woman, considering that the blog is super pink. But that it's may just be it. a misdirection. Yes, it. It writes its it's blog. the blogger. <laughs> um, pretty interesting stuff, though. I mean. A lot of hatred. Um, As part of this blog, they reference the infamous letter from Pendragon. And this is where I had like this total... Epiphany. Epiphany, where I was like, oh, holy crap. I never realized that the site that I spent most of my time on was was Pendragon's site, dota-allstars.com. I spent like three years probably trolling that site, the forums, just, you know... Commenting on... Commenting, researching strategies, I'm sure, looking yeah. for news and updates. That's how I am now about League all, of Legends. All things that Noah and I employed to destroy our co-workers at a company we will not name. <laughs> um, and we did really destroy them. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was all over it. I had no idea that this was Pendragon's thing. I mean, it, 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 it must just be a weird memory gap that I didn't connect the dots until now. But Just like the gaps in Mr. Ice Frog's resume. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe Ice Frog subliminally was telling me in each new release, Pendragon has nothing to do with this. Steve Ginsu Freak has nothing to do with this. You are just... It's all Ice Frog. It's all me. Well, and the blogger also implies that how different would this game be without Ice Frog's involvement with his iron fist and demanding a copy of the game? And I can't... I have no idea if any of this is true. I, it's, it definitely sounds genuine to me. And maybe I just want to believe it because I love League of Legends. But this carbon copy of Dota with just a number thrown after it is not what I was looking for. I was like, maybe it'll be a sci-fi version of it. What will Valve bring in that's really new? What type of cool gameplay concepts? What kind of maps? What Are, are they going to have a map editor? Are they going to do all these things that Heroes of New Earth and League of Legends are doing? Yeah. I, I expected copying to occur but not of something that's 10 years old. No. <laughs> I expected the best of the other games' features and then new innovations that nobody even thought of. Yeah, I didn't. And I'm sorry, but this Facebook-inspired social coaching bullcrap is kind of a <sighs> joke. It's it's pretty ridiculous, you know? It's... And how many people are going to take advantage of it? That's what I like about League of Legends systems is that you don't have to be a superstar player. You get points, which you can use to, to as money, basically, by just playing the game. Yeah. And it doesn't matter... If you win or lose, you still get points. You get more if you win. Yeah. But 
the type of people who go out there who are like, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to write a guide. That's a fraction of the gaming community at large. So how many people are really going to benefit from this goofy social type uh, perk system? Now, apparently there are supposed to be other modes in Dota 2 that haven't been announced. And presumably there's going to be other things that are announced, but it needs a lot more, in my opinion, and at this point, a free price tag to be getting my a free, Yeah, free should be like just the starting point there to make it competitive. It's going to have to be. Yeah. Or it'll be bundled with the next orange box. Maybe, because <laughs> there's supposed be... to be three big announcements from Valve, and I think yep. this is one of them. Yeah. And maybe Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Episode 3 is the next one, and then the third one is, it's going to be in an orange box, and it's going to include this Dota 2 for free. Because right now, I don't, I wouldn't pay for it. Oh, I wouldn't. If I wanted to play this, I'd boot up my Warcraft 3. Yeah. I mean, I was so turned off by Heroes of New Earth, like, which was basically this before this. Yeah. Yeah. With all of the super hardcore denying action, and but none of the guides. That's one thing that would be more League of Legends-like. Yeah, suppose, but. to kind of get the newer, newer blood into it. As far as sci-fi, a sci-fi version, that exists in StarCraft 2. Oh, that's right. So, and not to mention the original StarCraft, which is the genesis of all these games. Yeah. So, which I've never tried, unfortunately. Oh. Well, too old school. Or what too old school. Do? So, listeners, what do you think? Were you Are you on the end of the spectrum? It's like, anything Valve does is awesome. This is going to kick ass, and I've already put my money just down. Fight. Just like Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, wait. Or are you on the other spectrum like... You jerks, which is kind of like how we are. Or are you in the middle where you're like, gosh, I'm so sick of hearing about these MOBA games and League of Legends and Dota. Stop your talking about that. I am so over that. And read me the patch notes from EverQuest (laughs) 2. Send that complaint into mail, M-A-I-L, at channelmaso.com. M-A-I-L. Oh, damn, I was delayed on that. And we will happily devour it. Yes. And read it. And for now, we bid you adieu. Episode 145 is in the can. Oh, is that how they say it? Or yeah, is I that... think so. Oh, good. Excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful.